Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the best show. Another Tuesday night here in October of 2023. How are we all doing tonight? Are we all having fun? 80s weren't perfect, but I'll tell you what they didn't have. There were no uh, safe spaces. (laughs) There were no trigger warnings. And there were no peanut allergies. That's right. Tonight we do it the way we always do it, and we do it the best because we are the best, and nobody can take that away from us no matter how hard they try. Live in the studio, Coffin, live set from them later in the show. Amazing Australian hard rock, total uh, total tough guy fest. Get ready for that. They'll probably beat me up, but it'll be worth it. And... We're going to talk to always. Can't believe that. What a great band. What a great night. What a great show. More surprises. Probably going to talk to this guy later. Mark Masters. Say hi to him about cassettes. So much stuff. Plus you. 201-989-0012. That's the number to call. And get in on the action. If you like the best show, you're going to like this episode tonight. So all I can say, without further ado, let's play the theme. Two hours of the day, yes, but not all. I digress. 
80s weren't perfect, but I'll tell you what they didn't have. There were no uh, safe spaces. <laughs> there were no trigger warnings. And there were no peanut allergies. Well, why? Because for thousands of years, the only people who could have children were ones who could hunt for food, build shelter, and fight saber-toothed tigers. Now, there are people having kids who can't eat wheat. Oh, what's up, everybody? Hello, welcome back to The Best Show here on another Tuesday night. How are we all doing? Having a good time here in October of 2023. Fun, right? Is it hot enough for you? It's great. Autumn showed up and then it left one day later and then summer came back and yeah, it's fun how that works out here. And the whole thing is, I got to ask questions. Is it hot enough for you? Is it? Is it hot enough for you? Probably. I hope. It's not too hot for you because it's only getting hotter because Earth is dying. What's up tonight? Always, always on the show. Can't wait for that. The pride of Toronto. Then Coffin, the pride of Australia. And right now we got the pride of, that's right, New Jersey. It's me, Tom Sharpling. How are we doing? 201-989-0012. Is the number if you want to call and talk to me. Talk about anything. Anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about. Ain't no topic on the table tonight. Uh, we just heard always uh, Tom Verlaine from their album uh, Blue Rev. And uh, we'll talk to them about all sorts of stuff in a very little bit. Bop, butter, la, bo, bop, bop. I told you last week about my band, Stone Tomple Pilots. Serious about that. It's my Stone Temple Pilots tribute band. Look out, everybody. It's coming. It's real. So, uh, yeah, let's see what we got. Uh, we got Stone Temple Pilots. Um, oh, it's fun. Uh, People are saying, who is that fun comedian you just played? Tom, I like to laugh so much, and that just made me howl. I'm seeing it on the the chat. Everybody in the chat is unanimous. They love that brand of comedy. People talking about trophies, how everybody gets one, and uh, safe spaces. Well, that's a very funny uh, comedian named Christina P. I'm super, I'm just hooked on that. And we'll hear more about that. That's, for people who don't know, in the comedy biz, that's Mrs. Tom Segura, who had, what a, what a great week he had, huh? Boy, oh boy, did he really uh, show himself to be uh, funny first. That's what I like about guys like that. They lead with funny. They know that I'm a comedian and I'm here to make you laugh. So I'm going to make you laugh by calling a flight attendant the C word over and over on social media. 
Leading with the funny. Can't argue with that. Boy, that must be some kind of household. Imagine those that brain trust, those two, drumming up jokes together. What if I make a joke about uh about how playgrounds have the padding at the bottom now and you can't fly off of a swing and hit your head because that's how it gave me we built character that way. Only funny thing Tom Segura's ever done is that uh when he did that uh Jordan uh that Jordan uh dunk contest move. I believe I can fly. Um, yeah, that was a proud moment. Made me like basketball less. So, but what do I know? I'll say this to the audience. I ain't ever calling nobody in this audience the poors. I'm right there with you. I might be one of the poor. I might be poor, poorer than the, the poors. Don't worry about that. I ain't ever looking up from high on any of uh, of us. You. The poors. Ain't gonna get no poors attitude here. You don't think you get from us, not the poors. You get the, the fours. You know, the guard and uh, mall rats. Man, he almost caught those guys. Remember when Brody was loose in the mall? He almost caught him. LaFours almost caught him. He got away from LaFours. Has Kevin Smith ever done a LaFours standalone comic book or anything like that? That's a character that I feel needs to be um needs to be explored more. LaFours. So let's see what's going on. Chat's exploded. Everybody's having a good time over there. Yakking it up. Everybody's chopping it up in there. I just love it. When everybody just goes in chat, they're just chopping it up. Hello, Best Show. Um, hello. Are we going to be able to call into always? Well, that's a good question. To whom am I speaking, first of all? Oh, sorry. I didn't even realize I was on. I talked to, like, a different person before. My name is Evie. You talked to a different person. That's the call screen. What What did their voice sound like, Evie? I'm not sure. This is my first time doing something like this. Well, Evie, I'm just going to tell you this. First of all, are you... Uh, What's the age range for an Eevee? What are we looking at? I'm almost 18. I know. I sound really okay. little. No, I just wasn't sure. I just didn't want to just want to be uh, respectful. Well, not like I was going to be disrespectful. Appreciate it. Thank you. Eevee. This is a two-part mm-hmm. answer. No yeah, one right. no one can call in and talk to always. Except... My new best friend, Evie, can. <laughs> Evie, you can call in during yeah. always, okay? Only you. I'm serious. Only you. Do you have a question for them? Really? Are you serious? I'm totally serious. <laughs> do you have a question? Okay. For, do you get, come up with a good question. 
I mean, I will. I'm I'm a really big fan. I've been listening for about three years now. And my dad and I, we've traveled, like, literally, like, flown to see them multiple times. Evie, Evie, save it for the band. Mm-hmm. Tell the band. All right. Don't tell Tom. You tell always. And this is what I want All you right, to do. I this, will. But Thank this, you so much. Hold on. How should we best do this? Okay. Should Evie call back? She can call back or just put her back on hold. Do you want to hang on hold? I mean, I'm on hold. I'll be on hold. I'm good with that. Well, I'm going to say this, Evie. When you get on, first of all, I'm going to do this tonight. Get ready. I'm going to. I'm only telling you this. I'm not telling anybody else this. Okay. Everybody else, shut your, shut your computers off. I'm talking to Evie now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask them a question. First of all, I want you to ask them, and I hope you'll play. I hope next time you're touring Los Angeles, you'll play the best show. Okay, just ask, slide that into the questions, okay? All right. And then also, I want you to get ready for this. I'm going to start something tonight, Evie, okay. where every guest I have, I'm going to ask them the same stupid question. And All I'm, right. I'm going to do you. it for a full year. Full year. And then we can do a super cut. Of me asking a hundred guests the same stupid question. I'm excited. Do you want to know what the question is or do you just want to hear it in the course of the interview? Mm, You know what? I'll leave that up to you. Well, I'm going to say this to them. I'm going to say, and I've heard that you collect antique cars. Okay. And I'm going to ask that to literally every guest for the next six, eight, 10, 12 months. Every single guest gets asked the same question. But we never tell them. And you're them, just going to put their responses? We never tell them that it's a deliberately stupid question. Okay. Okay. Only you mm-hmm. know that. And I, I, I'm going to say this. I will never, ever refer to that ever again. That's it. That's the last time we get a look behind the curtain on that. From this point, for the next year, I never uh, explain why I'm asking that question. All right. I promise to keep it a secret. All right. Can we put Evie on hold, please? Are you excited about the show tonight, Pat? Yes, yes, yes. I love it. That's the spirit I'm looking for. Are you excited about the show tonight, Mike? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that. Yes, sir. And are you excited about the show, Jason? Oh, you know it. It's that fastest one to the thing. That might just be the proximity, the technology. I don't know. When it's Jason and it's Mike and it's Pat, that means it's the four horsemen. Well, when the good. 
Lord made his mind up. He said, this, this mic needs more men. Four men. Horsemen. Yeah, the four horsemen, everybody. How we doing, horsemen? How? Doing good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of horses. <laughs> yeah, what's that, Mike? Okay. I had a dream. I uh, owned a horse as a pet. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't a pony. It was a fully mature horse. Like okay. a, bit, a big horse. A large horse. Okay. Okay. And I, I kept him in a pen in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Very small pen. And as a new owner of a horse, I wasn't sure about feeding schedules and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And before you know it, uh, the horse was starting to get angry at me. I brought him a plate of what looked like a potato salad. Just what horses love, Mike. Yeah, it didn't seem like enough. He balked at that. Okay. You know, he balked at um, the potato I, salad. I would hope so. I did bring him. I did bring him some oats, okay. but it was in this tight, tiny container that barely fit his nose. Okay. So again, he was not happy. And uh, sure, sure enough, he he broke through the pen. He escaped, mm-hmm. uh, and I could not find the horse. Well, Mike, I can analyze this dream for you. Yeah, that's you what want I'm analyzed. What's the horse? The horse represents. The horse represents your creative spirit, Mike. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, the side of you bringing the horse food is just your responsible, very grounded, realistic self. Mm-hmm. And you, that horse is mad. Yeah. That horse wants to be fed. Okay. And then that horse broke free because you didn't broke feed free. the horse properly, Mike. Okay. <laughs> right. The horse broke free and ran away. Yeah. So you know what that means, Mike? You got to feed that horse. You got to feed, gotta the, feed horse, the horse. I got to feed the horse. You got to feed the horse. You got to feed the horse. Pat. You came to the right people. Pat. Feed that horse. Pat. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think you guys are onto something. I'm wondering too, if maybe it's, um, you guys, I'm the only one that said that. Well, Jason, well, you, well, I think Jason said was feed the horse. I think we all came to it at the I same did, time. I did this Tom. full dream analysis we, on that. So well, I, I heard I heard some the chorus agreeing. Sure, but that's fine. That's fine. Neither here. There was that. um. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, it could be the way I first heard it. It could be something that like a regret, like something that you you wish that you you could have had or wanted or wanted or are still able to get maybe i don't know mm-hmm. do you yeah. think the horse represents you enjoying being out here in the west mike mm. and that you miss it and you don't know how to like interact with that feeling so you try feel you try feeding it potato salad <laughs> uh could be uh that's an interesting idea yeah. um the, I think the potato salad has something to do with the fact that there there was some potato salad in the fridge <laughs> that I was sure. beginning to be concerned it's, it's been in there too long. Had you watched anything with a horse like the, uh, the maybe the episode of Entourage where Johnny Drama buys a horse? Yeah, did you watch the episode of Entourage where Johnny Drama buys a horse? I'm recently, only saying Mike? that because I just watched that again. I just went through a yeah, whole rewatch. No, we know what goes on over there. Yeah. We know what's going on over there. 
Look, I'm going to say this is a horseman. Right now. We're doing a full. Mike, how long have you been on this show? Since 2005. Wrong. 18. Wrong. <laughs> Since today. Oh, today. Uh, today? Wait, this okay. is a reboot? A new version. A new version. Of the, a new version. You've been on the best show for one for <laughs> 29 minutes. Wow. Okay. okay. Pat, how long have you been involved in the show? 19 minutes. That's correct. 20 minutes. Coming up on a half hour. Jason? About five minutes, Tom. That's a, as long as we've been talking. No, no, no. Here, don't. I so. want you to. Yeah, look. Okay. I'm just saying. Everything. There are no points anymore. All the point system is out the window. Now it's going to be the carrot and the stick. <laughs> Speaking of horses. Yeah. No, I yeah. like it. I like right? it. Right? Yeah. Speaking yeah. of horses. Yeah. Mike, you put this in my head. I have no choice. <laughs> this is on you, Mike. I'm just following where <laughs> yeah. it goes. And I'm going to say this. You get three you get three sticks in a row. You're off the show. You're off the show. If you get three sticks in a row. Three sticks in a row. Three sticks in a row means you're off the show. Three carrots in a row means you will get some sort of bonus. Uh, you'll go to the prize closet or something and pick out a a stuffed animal or something. Can you get three sticks in one show or just one no, stick of no, show? No, 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 one stick of show. Okay. Recording in progress. Okay. By all means, let's. What was that? Record the show. <laughs> a little late. Huh? Not a bad yeah. idea yeah. to record let's... the best show. We, we just missed some good stuff, guys. Yeah. Huh. It was okay. It was fine. Did we, we get the first half hour? We got the first half hour. That Thank was a specific. You. I got specific you. Don't worry, Andrew. <laughs> Now, I just want to get the stick. That feels like a stick to me, Tom. <laughs> Andrew? Yes, Tom. I can't. Andrew's working so hard on coughing. I can't, I can't give him the stick. I He's know. Him I know. His back I know. Okay. He's not yeah. getting the stick. Thanks, Tom. Now, Horseman. Yes, Tom. I will talk to you all later. But in the meantime, <laughs> stand down and stand by. You got it. Everybody, we do something on the best show called Patreon. Now, what on earth is Patreon? You're asking yourself, what is Patreon? It's the way we keep the show going. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's what keeps the lights on. The full best show 24-hour marathon is up there in the video exclusive to the 24 hour uh, to the to the Patreon me my friends of friends episodes of that are going up all the time make mike marvel the hit marvel recap show with mike and and uh and uh, Brett Davis we've got the John Gentle show is coming new episodes of Sharpling and Worcester Q&A the trial of Z-Man is coming look out Will Zach Z-Man Walliner be removed from the best show forever? He will be put on trial. He got very lippy, very rude. Uh, he got banned. I decided to put him on trial in lieu of uh, just making the ban permanent. He can make his case during that trial of Z-Man coming up. All this stuff on the Patreon only. Patreon.com slash the best show and 
We got all sorts of stuff going on, but that's how you support the show. Ad-free versions of the episodes, audio, video, so much. Just support the show, would you? For the love of Christ, just support the show. If Seriously, for the love of Christ, can you support the show? You know, first of all, we all know it. He has risen. I didn't want to say it. We all know he has risen. Praise him, etc., etc. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Now, I just want to say something, and I mean this when I say this. When it comes to guests on the best show, one word comes to mind. Yikes. You should see some of the losers we got coming through here masquerading as guests. Fraud. I There was one guy who came on the show literally because he bought a Blu-ray of that Get Back Beatles thing. That was a guest on the show. Somebody who bought the Blu-ray of that. But look, do I book the guests? I don't. But I'll say this. Once in a while, boy, oh boy, when we get it right, do we ever get it right. Talk about a home run. There's home runs, and then there are Grand Slam home runs. And then imagine if there was a fourth base in baseball that had somebody on it, and then it was five runs scored on a thing. Imagine what that would be like. Well, you'll know what it's like because we're about to find out. Look, this band always is one of the best bands on earth. Everybody knows it. We got Molly Rankin, Carrie McLennan from Toronto. My favorite city, Toronto. Please welcome Molly and Carrie. Come to the show. How are you? Oh, oh there you are. Good. I see you. I see you. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for doing this. This is crazy. It's so exciting to have you on. We're the stressed. Show. Yeah. Don't be stressed. You're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You should get a shirt. They make shirts that sell that. Too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. Not me, though. I'm too stressed to be blessed. Now, 
Who is the greatest band ever from Toronto? Paranaked Ladies. Of course. I was a trick question. <laughs> right? Another postcard from a chimpanzee. What was the pride level like when they finally conquered America? When you saw like bare naked ladies mania where there was like the Beatles coming to the US, but it was the BLN coming to uh to the US. And instead of playing the Ed Sullivan, <laughs> they were playing uh Carson Daly, uh late late show with Carson Daly. Wait, did that happen? I'm sure they played that show. One week, I I yep. mean, yep, I have been. to assume they were, yeah, right? yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> Wait, did you want us to say Rush or something? Or no, um, I wanted to see who you actually thought. This is why I want. Or to like see. Um, Anvil. Anvil. <laughs> yeah. Lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We met that guy. You met Lips. Lips is so cute. We met. I, I'm pretty sure it was him. We played this show in oh, Paris. Oh no! You weren't sure if there? it was him. <laughs> That's the scariest thing I ever heard. It's like it was one of the guys. It was one of them. That might not have been someone from Anvil. Is the scariest <laughs> thing imaginable. He we were hanging out with them. <laughs> you okay, hung out with well, them. Well, I will say that it felt like he didn't think he needed introducing. That yeah. sounds like the guy in Anvil. Yeah. So that, we didn't ask mm-hmm. which one he was, but he was certainly in that band. Does Lips play bass? What can't lips play? Oh, it's a short. We Actually, might as well just list. Oh, it was okay. not lips. It's, it was the guy in the yeah, right the guy in the right for sure. Yeah. No lips. Um, the one guy got very handsy in that movie. Couldn't keep his hands to uh. himself, and then <laughs> not everyone can. Not well. That's why <laughs> don't I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> like we might want to learn how to do it then. So, Bare Naked Ladies, best band from Toronto. Yeah, put that on my gravestone. Okay. Well, I hope we're not working on your gravestone anytime soon. We are. So, look, this album you put out, I'm going to say this is going to sound weird. It's, I don't listen to it as frequently as I want to. And this is going to sound weird. It's too good. It almost makes everything else invalid. What? Don't be blowing smoke. It's too. Yeah. No, it is. It's too good. You know it. <laughs> Don't be blowing smoke. You know how good it is. It's so great. And it was not an easy road for you to get to that album. Right. Yeah. I mean, no one had an easy road. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's why it's, it feels so weird to put out a record and have this like trying story because everyone has been rolling in the muck for a few years. Of course, so. yes. <laughs> rolling in the muck. Yeah. <laughs> but you got there. How, did it? What did it feel like when you finally were able to say, here's the record, everybody? Ooh, I mean... When we were submitting it for vinyl lathing, we had stayed up two nights in a row with the producer, Sean, and us who are sitting like in Los Angeles, which is also like kind of an alien place for us. And we were all, I was crying 
<laughs> okay. And and yeah, we were just like not bloodshot eyes. It was very dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, it, it felt very horrible to be finished. <laughs> it felt horrible um, because it because of everything it had taken out of you to get to the finish line. Yeah, and also like it just felt like we were trying to put all the songs in an order because we we ran out of time basically. Because oh well, as you know, we're not we're we're a small fry, you know. I, we don't uh, I, we we don't cut that vinyl line in that big label way. So okay. when someone says April twentieth is the day, the cutoff four twenties, the cutoff. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> That's code word. Everybody's supposed to smoke pot to the album. That's how they slip that in. It's like backwards when you spin a record backwards and it says, jump off the roof. (laughs) I don't know if it ever said literally jump off the roof, but um, what would you do if you were going to do a secret message, a secret backwards masking on a record? What would be the message? Like a Led Zeppelin backwards kind of sure thing? when it's just like from hell Satan and like Lord. like oh sorry <laughs> wait what was that <laughs> wait, is, is, oh no I don't know is it Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin that does that they like all the did they, us, they, like, yeah they okay. all got accused of doing it yeah Oompa Loompas you'd mentioned the Oompa Loompas yeah. Are you saying what our messaging would be? What yeah, what would be your what would be the secret message you'd want to slip in? <laughs> what a crazy question. Do you have an answer? Uh, Come on, Carrie. You can do it. Give the message. I can't do it. I can't do you it. You can do it. I was it. gonna say like <laughs> what were you gonna Well look, it could just be jump off the roof or go smoke pot while listening to our record. What if it was like no smoke pot? Well like when you (laughs) spin it off the roof. Yeah, that's that's a hill I'm willing to die on. To jump off everyone should jump off the roof at least once Uh in life. (laughs) Well, it might only be once also. (laughs) Um one time thing. So when you were uh I guess not to. I don't want to linger too much on musicy, uh, like in that that kind of stuff. But how do you get that balance down when you you have such insane, insanely beautiful production and layers upon layers? How do you like get the balance between all of the sound and the songs? Like, what is that like when you're going? And when is like where's the line when enough sound is enough? It's just this constant moving target. It's we never know until it happens, I guess. It's so hard because the whole thing with our band is like, Alec, I love loud guitar Mm -hmm. and he loves loud vocals. And we're all always fighting about what needs to be the loudest. And then Carrie's keys. It's just like this thing, this glue. But yeah, it's a big scrap. Mm-hmm. So it's like whoever wins, then they have like a little, you know, they don't get to save for the next one because they got We're keeping score. Yeah, because yeah. We, so you so always as a scorekeeping band. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, <clears throat> a lot of quiet van rides every once in a while. <laughs> well, we have yeah. I mean, yeah. We I mean we don't actually 
when we tour, it's like summer camp. It's really wild and fun, and we all party, and it's okay. uh, it's very good as as a vibe goes. Sure. But when we're working, like practicing or recording, it's it's a hurricane. Devastating. Yeah. 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 It's hard for people. <laughs> now, when you appeared with Nardwar. What was that experience like? I Nardwar came in the studio earlier this year and I he um I don't he he was not comfortable <laughs> being on the other side of a thing, like somebody asking him questions. It's definitely not where he lives. He just wanted I'm surprised to he, Yeah, I'm surprised he went on your show. Well, that's the Yeah. Look, this is what look, we built here and Nardwar came on. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's not what I mean. I mean because that's also a thing that seemed like he wasn't into when we Oh met. yeah. I think he was into it when he was here, but then he realized what it's actually like to be asked questions <laughs> and he didn't like it as much as he thought. Um Yeah. Did I and look, I I think Nardwar there should be uh he should be on money in Canada, honestly. Yeah. There are people who who could swap out with Nardwar for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. But um yeah, he's super cute and also like he came to the show the the night we like the coming night of after doing the interview. So it was super fun to just hang with him, but he he's an interesting cat. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't divulge much, but he mm-hmm. said a couple of meaningful nuggets that that makes me understand him a bit more. Yeah, he didn't want he told me to not make fun of certain people on the show. That's that was his advice to me off air. To say, hey, just watch out. Just watch out. Um, <laughs> that was very sweet. Like of rappers him. or <laughs> no, no, no. More like more like uh, mean right wing uh, people. Oh. So he was looking out for me. Man. Who would you say? What are your favorite Nardwar? What's the best and worst people to be on? on uh, talked interviewed by Nardwar. Is there one? I mean, the Sonic Youth one was pretty hard to watch. I know. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Ugh. And uh, Strokes one was also pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Do you actually, this is how I feel. I'm only speaking for myself. If somebody mm-hmm. can't hang with Nardwar, they go down a they're couple a notches in my book. Right? I think I like, they're a loser. Exactly. Thank you. Derek. I'm just kidding. No, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Know. You're not wrong. They <laughs> no. kind of are losers. If they can't hang Wasn't with Nardwar. The guy in Blur got the drummer in Blur of all people got all twisted or something. It's like you're lucky one, to be. One good one was uh, Eric Andre. Eric Andre was a good he one. Maybe he bullied him a little bit, but sure. He um, did it in a way that was funny. I mean, and cute. And to be fair, Nardwire is in control. Yeah. So yeah. To yeah. see a duel in that way. I yeah. think is kind of exciting. Nardwar wants that. Yeah, it's no, I, hard to uh, it's hard to just keep stay above water when Nardwar is coming at you. Yeah, yeah. I love him with uh, I like him with Tyler the Creator. I always love watching yeah. them do their <laughs> thing. That's my favorite. He's good at digging digging nuggets up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for better oh, or for worse. Just freaking people out because he figured out where you used to skateboard when you were in seventh grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it just truly scaring people. Did he dig stuff up on you? 
He didn't because I was the I was the host. He was not. It was a last minute thing. He swung by at the last minute. He was in L.A. and just I got him to come in person. Yeah, he was in the room. Hmm. Who's the best new metal band? Is new metal like corn? Corn is new metal. Oh, five finger death punch. Limp Can we biscuit. ask you about corn on Monk? Ooh, look, this is what it was like with Nardwar now all of a sudden. You can you can definitely I think I wrote that episode. Yeah. I think I wrote that episode where Monk gets stuck in traffic. That's right. And then there's a tour bus and it's the guys in corn. That he goes and hangs out on their tour bus. Did you meet them, and was this your idea? I was not there. I forget who suggested corn. <laughs> Once in a while, when we wrote on Monk, we would hear someone's a fan of the show and they want to come on. I don't think corn were fans of the show. <laughs> I don't. I don't hey, think that was know. one of those. I pretty Maybe much. I think I do know fan. on that one though. I think <laughs> I was not on set when that happened. I think that was. A little uphill for for everybody because <laughs> you know fieldy and monkey and don't sugarcoat it i just don't think they were the best uh <laughs> actors <laughs> like there was a line where monk says like to fieldy hey i like your socks and fieldy is like they aren't socks and he pulls up his pant leg and it's leg tattoos yeah we <laughs> were really <laughs> i'm not gonna take credit for that one that feels like somebody else would have come up with that okay. one i would not i've seen tattoos that seems like good. a joke written by somebody who was still kind of like shocked by tattoos <laughs> so yeah. and uh no it really good was episode, uh though. Can I get, can I see on the screen, please? Just uh, there we go. Perfect. Um, no, I, that was fun when corn were on the show. Um, yeah, that was exciting because <laughs> it's one of those things where everyone has to get a line, everyone in the band has to get a single line of dialogue. It's oh, like yeah. that's how it like works with those things. Like everybody gets one and then they're just like, those aren't socks. <laughs> Like, like, and you know that, that, you know, Fieldy was running that through his head 500 times before, like the night before he's like, those aren't socks. Those aren't socks. Those aren't socks. And he's just stuck now on set. And so it's like, okay, now we're going to do a single on you. Those aren't socks. I wonder if he was upset about how it came off. What was that? I wonder if he was <clears throat> upset or happy with how it came up. I would hope he'd be relatively happy. It's not like <laughs> it's not he like you're good, but no, he was trying to win an Emmy or anything, <laughs> right? Um, we have on hold a fan who wanted to ask you a question. If that's all right, let's see. Can we punch? Okay. Can we punch Evie through? Yes. Oh, do I just bring? Uh, let's see if I can do this. 
<laughs> Evie. Hi. How are, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hi. Oh my. I'm so nervous. I've just been sitting shaking for the last like 30 minutes. You're good. Yeah. Take it. Take a breath. We yeah. got time. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like we don't. You guys are <laughs> the best. Now, Evie, you do. You're in charge now, Evie. Okay. Um. Hi, I'm Evie. I'm from Portland, Oregon, and I'm almost 18. Nice. Happy almost birthday. Yes. Thank you. Like a couple months away. Um, firstly, I just wanted to say thank you. I've been listening to your music for almost three years now. My dad and I have really connected over it, and we've literally flown out just to see your shows before and like we saw your show in San Francisco on Halloween night. And that was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. And your music has really gotten me through so much in my life. I, I had a point where I was really depressed and I couldn't go to school. And I, I listened to your songs and I just felt so empowered and happy. And I'm just really thankful for your music. Whoa. Thanks for putting that out there. Yeah. really nice yeah i been a dream to even say hi to you and i just really appreciate the opportunity <laughs> super sweet yeah um i guess my question it's um i've been thinking on how to how what to say even but do you mind if i ask you a question about an older song yeah go for it <laughs> so actually my favorite song is one to love you and I don't know why it really resonates with me. And I just kind of want to know, I guess, your process, like maybe the meaning behind some of the lyrics, if you know, if you remember. <laughs> the lyrics are probably the hardest part to talk about because I just don't, it's all just like a little puzzle that takes so long to piece together. But I can tell you a bit, a bit about just making it. I think I was listening to a lot of like... I love that. You know that song Believer by John Mouse? I was super into it and um, was just sort of really wanting to make something that felt like that. And I think it was still the same keyboard that Carrie plays on stage. It was just that key. And it's it's really like maybe five chords, but sent it to Chad Van Galen and he really liked that song and that was the one that he wanted I, I felt like he felt the most compelled to work up and um and then yeah the lyrical stuff is just like trying to think about the way that you treat other people like you know if yeah. uh if someone is available you take them for granted yeah I I definitely get that it just it really resonated with me a lot I mean most of your music does but yeah, it's basically been there for me in so many different stages of my life. And now like I'm going to college next year and it's going to continue to follow me there. And it's, it really means a lot to me. And I also, I love Blue Rev. Um, it's grown on me so much. Like every, every, every week I'll be like, oh wait, I don't listen to this song as much. I should listen to it more. And then it becomes like my favorite. And then that process just repeats over and over and over again. Wow, thank you for saying such kind things. I mean, we're really lucky to have someone out there that feels that way. 
nice. I, I really appreciate you guys. I, I know I'm probably, I'm like, I'm kind of a nervous mess right now, but you guys are just really cool. And I'm so excited to hopefully see you guys in concert again, because it's such a fun experience. And my dad is a huge fan too. And he's, Shout I believe he's dads. watching right now. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we connect a lot through music. His name's Brian. <laughs> Brian, what's up? Thanks, yeah. Evie. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. It was really nice meeting you guys. I okay. hope to see you in show sometime. Okay. Yeah, it is. Bye. Bye. That was sweet. I did tell Evie, though, she was supposed to ask you a question as if a question I came up with and say, (laughs) oh, I hope next time you come through Los Angeles, you'll play live on the best show. But no. Oh, you don't want that in your life. You show up and ruin Look at ruin your life. Do you see who we got? You should see. You see who we got. I would love it. It'd be the greatest day of my life. Yeah. If it well, ever happened, we'd do that. So I've heard, Carrie, that you collect antique cars. Oh, go on. Is that true? <laughs> like real cars? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well. But am I like missing a joke? No. 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 That was just a bad question. Sorry. My somebody's gonna get fired. <laughs> I'm not sure that. you understand the Some, state of indie rock. Somebody's gonna get fired. In 2023. Well, I don't have a license. Well, maybe I could teach you about the state of podcasting in 2023. Because I'll say podcasting this: podcasting seems good. Oh, does it? Well, being in a band seems pretty sweet. Also, it's let's trade. I'm sorry. i'll say this the difference between podcasting and being in a band at some point somebody says to themselves yeah i don't know how to play an instrument i don't know how to sing i can't be in a band with podcasting everybody says i know how to talk i'll do one of those you think that people say, I don't know how to sing and play. I can't be in a I'm band. I'm saying some what people. What world do. are you living I'm saying in? there's more people saying that than <laughs> saying, well, I could never do a podcast. There's and... a podcast band Venn diagram for sure. <laughs> the bad podcast and bad band Venn yeah. diagram looks something like this. <laughs> it's like yeah. a telescope. We're all in this together. We are all in this together. Now, a couple more things, and then I'll let you both go. And this has been super exciting having you on, and you're so much fun. And um, what, first of all, can you give us a scoop? What's a scoop? We need a scoop. Please, you know, any kind of scoop. You're looking for gossip? Give us a scoop. (laughs) <laughs> on what of anything what's coming what, what's happening what's coming up what we can look what's 2024 gonna hold oh any mm. kind of scoop please okay. give us a scoop <laughs> i mean we have plans to make things after we go to Asia and get our butts kicked. Okay. So we're going to Asia, Australia, Mexico for a month and a half or something. 
Okay. It's going to be wild. Like, I'm, I'm wondering how we're going to do all this, but it's going to be great. And then I... after that, we got we have time. We're okay. going to come knocking on your door. Yeah. What do you, you have jobs for us? Sure. Come on out here. I'll put you to work. We'll uh, a, <laughs> get you a, a gig over at the car wash. It'll be the three of us. Right. We be... don't wear bikinis. No, neither do I. Don't worry. We wear this those is... Borat things. Yeah. The Borat. Oh, the Borat. Yeah, great. That. That's all we got. Look, you got to do it. It's a. It's hard out there, so I get it. Um. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you real quick. There's something we do called yeah, meh, and nah. Okay. Okay. And I think it's not the hardest thing to figure out. The reactions on those, right? Either say yeah, <laughs> meh, or nah. Yeah. Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hershey Park. You have to say it too, though. <laughs> oh, no. Brian Adams, you yeah. You have to say okay. it too. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah to everything. Okay. I already know. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge now. Um, <laughs> I say nah to Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Let's see. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hell yeah. Is there a, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Option. Just say meh if you don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, meh. Oh, okay. meh. Okay. Oh, boy, when you come here to Los Angeles, get ready. We're going to a Friday night, midnight show. (laughs) And look, this is what it is. In a nutshell, people are going to murder me for saying it this way. Terrible. It's it's a crummy movie that people show up and they made it into a cult thing. And then they throw hot dogs at the screen. That's what. Are you saying that? I'm saying meh to that at best. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We got Bare Naked Ladies. We did that one, right? Of course, I know where you are on that one. Um, let's see. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Robert Downey say? Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about him, but that sounds like a man. He's pretty. He's pretty handsome, though. Okay. Oh, he was in Ally McBeal. Oh. That might not be his best known role. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might say what? Iron Man. But <laughs> yeah, it's like you. that stuff I just don't. <laughs> meh. Uh-huh. Okay, that's meh. All right. Meh. All right. Red Bull. Meh. Oh. Meh. Okay. Maybe nah. Okay. Nah. I don't think nah was an option. Meh oh. is yeah, meh, nah. What about okay? I would say meh is like okay. Okay. Or yeah. I'm so sorry. And the final one, mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're both big, yeah. Okay. Right. But people are very divided about What that. are you? Uh, I've found myself uh, generally losing interest in mayonnaise as, t- as my life goes forward somehow. Mm. Mayonnaise does not... Uh, doesn't do it for me the way it used to. 
But it used to do something. Oh, yeah. You kidding? I just eat it with a spoon out of the... No, I wouldn't do that, but <laughs> I was pro mayonnaise at a point. Now I'm kind of like, I'm okay with no mayonnaise on that. Thanks. Oh, you go no mayonnaise. I'll oh, hold that's on. That's the opposite. I started out, I had a fear of mayonnaise. Okay. As many But I felt do. like I couldn't live my life because it's everywhere. Sure. So gradually I got into it. And okay. now I feel like everything is possible. Sure. Because ma- I can handle mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Because sure. mayonnaise is on everything. Yeah. The, yeah. The, and the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Embrace it. So we're we're flipped around there. Okay. Look. You get there how you get there. It's gross, though. It, yes, it is gross. Gross it's, idea, yeah. yeah. So on the oh, rider, yeah. what's on the rider? One Ooh. jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> we have such a stupid rider. It's like, well, we like beer. Carrie and I are really the only two people that drank okay. in the band. Mm-hmm. And then so everyone else gets like freaky ass kombucha stuff. We're from the Maritime, so this is all like sure. we're we're like old men basically. So you're looking, looking for like this. what jerky? <laughs> right? Is that what you have on? We're the... not even we're not even like worried about food. No, okay. no, we're just like where's the beer? That's where's what we do beer? when we show up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're like Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh my right? god! Yeah, yeah, exactly. To keep it in the um, yeah, Canada. chips and. Chips and pop. Chips and pop. And then yeah. you go to the And a bar. Yeah. And what's the what's the store where you go get what's the what do you call the stores where you go get beer in the in Canada? The Oh, the L C B O. Yeah. Beer store. The beer There's store. There's a beer store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you've been in Toronto. Yeah, you I have. live here, right? How long do you want this months. twenty minutes to go on? <laughs> no, we're we're, we're you, this is it. We're I'm dragging just, you out. I'm Was about, Toronto, yeah, not or meh. Was Toronto? Toronto was yeah. I love Toronto. I'm trying to do something tonight to prove to my audience I can talk to someone from Toronto without mentioning the pizza, and I'm not going to do it. This is a personal goal of mine because I know everybody's oh they're from Toronto. Get ready, he's going to moan about the pizza. I'm not bringing the pizza. Well, Molly used to work at a prominent pizza place really pizza pizza yeah. that place my favorite <laughs> place to get to get sure. a slice. yeah I'm not no pre- i I'm worked not... at like a like a wood-fired place okay but, um, i don't know yeah i know what you mean yeah you've but, had um, the good stuff it's canada that's all what do you expect look we've all been to new york God there's a it. million things that are great about toronto a million things such as such as the <laughs> Toronto Raptors. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? How optimistic. Coffee crisps. Oh, right? I didn't know that wasn't a thing. That's not right a US yet. thing. Okay. They go over there a hundred dollars a bar down here. <laughs> we'll send you some. No, they're not a hundred dollars a bar. Um <laughs> Canadian. What else? Arrow bars. That's not a U.S. Wait, thing. Wait, is it either. all about like food for you? Well, that's the most yeah. hurtful thing I've ever heard. 
<laughs> it's like, is it all about food for you? No, it's not. You've got great record stores. You've you did got, say the Raptors. I did say the Raptors. Great record stores. You've got the Rivoli. There's so many great things about Toronto. <laughs> That's nice of you to say. Damien, my friend Damien is a great thing about Toronto. Damien Abraham. Damien is awesome. Yeah. Nick Flanagan is a great thing about Toronto. So many great things. I'm going to just stop there. Neil Young cut his teeth on Young Street. Don't know him. Don't know him? (laughs) Don't know him. Don't know him. Well, look. This is so much fun. You, you're both so funny and so amazing, and the records and everything is just the best. I really mean it's the best. I'm, I was not blowing smoke when I said it's the record is so good that it's intimidating to me sometimes because everything else kind of pales in comparison. So the, I meant that That's when sweet. I said it. And Thanks for uh, putting us on. Of course, yeah. and I hope to see you soon, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Molly and Carrie from always. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That was fun, right? Was that fun? Oh, look at all these always fans I didn't get to. Yikes. I guess I'll talk to him now, right? Another always fan. Hello, Best Show. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm well. Good. Good. You're good. Sorry I didn't get to let you talk you... to always. Um, it's okay. What do you? I said only um, one caller would talk to always. I said only one. Yeah, no, no, no. I I got it. I got it. I mean, they're great. I love always, but it's okay. I mean, it was amazing. It was, it was so fun to watch them. Yeah, no, that was um, fun. That was a good time. I I love talking to them. That, that was. You're so good at interviewing. I I never heard of this show before. Other tweet, and now uh, I have heard of the show. Oh, so, that's awesome. Well, no, that show. What's your name? Will. Will, where are you from, Will? I'm from New Jersey. I just moved to New York like a month ago. All right. What part of New Jersey are you from, Will? I'm from North Jersey, like Morristown, Morris County. You mean Morristown 07060? (laughs) Yep. Thank you. You didn't expect. It's it's nice there, but just I I didn't expect that. You didn't expect me to drop the zip code on you, did you? No, I didn't, but, you know, it's okay. Are you from New Jersey? Why, yes, I am. Oh, what part? Like around New Brunswick, that area. Oh. Edison, New Brunswick. Woodbridge, that area. Yeah. I like that thing that you had to say about the pizza earlier. That was funny, because New Jersey just does have the best pizza it really does will you get it it really i do i I get it new New jersey has better pizza than new york new jersey has better pizza than new york that's what i'm saying 
right? I agree, a hundred ten percent. I mean, I, I, it's good here, but it just doesn't compare to when I go exactly. home and I get a good pie. Will, you're speaking my language. Everybody's always like, "Well, New York has the best pizza," and I'm always like, "Uh, uh, uh not so fast, pal." It's New Jersey. New York comes close, though. We get it. They don't. Yep. All right, buddy. We don't. Thank you so much. All right. Keep listening. Keep listening, Will. Keep listening. I I will. I will. All right. Next time you have always on, I'm going to be there again, too. You listen every week from now on. Every week. Every week. I will. All right. Get off my phone. Oh, listen. Next time, always come on. Well, it's going to be a while. You think they're coming on next week? On the hotline, author alert. I'm being told we have the author of a book called High Bias, The Distorted History of the Cassette Tape. Are we being joined by Mark Masters right now? Hey, Tom. Can you hear me? I can. Welcome to the best show, Mark. Cool. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Now, you wrote a book called High Bias, and it's about the cassette tape. Mm -hmm. What? And it's. I'm going to just say this. I, I wrote a blurb for this. And I'll right, I really appreciate it. Yeah, and it's a great book, and it. I was honored to write a blurb for this book. And tell us about what made cassettes so appealing to you. Like, what, what was it that made them something that you wanted to dedicate this much focus and this much energy toward when for some people they're going to go, Oh, cassettes. What a faulty (laughs) medium. Yeah. Well, that right there is part of what made me want to write the book. They get a bad rap and they shouldn't, they changed everything really. Yeah. How would you say for they still are changing things and they still are. How would you say, because the book is very interesting there's an aspect to cassettes that you might not think about. It really, they provided the first liberation in, in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I mean, before cassettes, I don't think if people who weren't around at the time might not imagine it, but you couldn't really control the way the music that you heard. You buy a record, you had to listen to what was on the record or you had to listen to what was on the radio. You couldn't make your own mixes of music. You couldn't record yourself playing music. You couldn't, I mean, it could all happen, but you had to have like reel to reel decks that were impossible to operate unless you were a pro and pretty expensive too. Um, so cassettes made it so everybody could control the way they heard music, the way they made music, the way they, where they took the music. I mean, you really couldn't listen to music outside your house that much other than the radio in your car until Walkman came along, boomboxes came along, and those didn't exist before tapes. And at that point, up until that point, you were truly at the mercy of whatever the radio was playing when you left your, when you left your house. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. And then, I mean, when I, when I was a kid and got a little cassette deck, I set it next to my radio and I would record songs that way. That's the first time way I ever made any mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And then I could, I could listen to those again rather than have to wait for the song to come back on the radio. Yeah. Um, so that was a big deal. You know. Because one thing that and also, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, please go. Ahead. Oh, I was going to say there was so much gatekeeping when you think about it in terms of the hardware in turn mm-hmm. and in the consumption and distribution of music. It was a one way street. They told you how you were going to consume music and how you were going to program music. The cassette broke that stuff wide open and the idea of there was no such thing as a mixtape until there was a cassette that you could have a mixtape because like you said reel to reels of course they were around but who's lugging around mm-hmm. a, a 90 pound reel to reel unit that's also <laughs> expensive and fragile cassettes yeah. were yeah. self-contained yeah yeah, and I mean, it, 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 for people who weren't around at the time, it might sound a little hyperbolic to say that they controlled everything, but all you have to do is look at how they responded, how they re- how the industry reacted when cassette tapes came out. They flipped out. They were they wanted to basically shame people into not using them. Yeah, there was a campaign. Well, pretty much. What was the campaign called? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, home taping is killing music, and they had a like a little cassette with a skull and crossbones around it. Mm-hmm. And it also at the bottom of the ad, it said, and it's illegal, which wasn't true. But, you know, they were hoping to scare enough people. They were hoping to scare so people check and see if it's legal. in terms of thinking <laughs> that they that the labels held some sort of copyright on you. You were violating something by mm-hmm. distribute, quote unquote, distributing it by by just recontextualizing it, by put take by ha- playing an LP and recording it or mm-hmm. recording two songs off of Great. it and doing doing whatever you wanted with it suddenly the power was in the consumer's mm-hmm. hands and that terrified right. the music industry but that was how badly did the music industry actually get hit by the cassette revolution well i mean that's the thing that they you know they would claim they gussied up all these studies that said they were losing billions of dollars a year, but no, nobody outside of the industry ever did a credible study that said that it was really that bad. And, and nobody also ever studied what, well, was this making people buy more music because they can actually tape more records from their friends and learn about more bands and find out about more things, go see them in concert, things like that to counteract it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my perspective is that it was, it, it helped them as much as it hurt them if it hurt them at all, but nobody ever really came up with any concrete numbers. I mean, how do you even really study? <laughs> something like that, even though the industry claimed that it studied it over and over, but mm-hmm. it's not very credible. No, I, I can only say the amount of times I was given a mixtape and mm-hmm. then it's just a case of who's that? Write it down. Look, look, go get that album. Who's that? Go get right. the record Buy anything by them. Cause I love that mm-hmm. song. They, they really were right. just this amazing gift to music lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And they also turned into this thing where artists like hip hop artists, indie rock artists, go go artists, all these different artists decide, you know, if they didn't weren't getting any attention from the industry, they're just gonna take their own music, make dubs of it, pass it around, you know, sell it on the street, get it outside of the channels that were saying that they couldn't be involved in the whole thing. That's the other part of it too, is it really 
It put power in the hands of people who were least, uh, who who had the least access to yep. expensive equipment. It was very it was very freeing in that mm-hmm. regard, also to where now you have mm-hmm. you have a movement like hip hop that was not uh, universally accepted when when it started, and always mm-hmm. had uh, an element of people needing to to kind of grind out their path to getting heard. And you're never going to get something that has curses or whatever played on the radio. So chasing that is just a fool's errand. But but mixtapes, and then they transitioned into the CDRs as time went on. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That really turned people on to so much music also that, that was just sold. Hand to like hand to hand because if you couldn't afford to press your record yep. up, this is the this is mm-hmm. the fastest way to get it out there. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I think that maybe the industry was whole, maybe crossing their fingers that the audio quality of tapes would discourage people from using them that way. I mean, the guy who invented it actually thought it was just going to be for voice recording, but you know how m- most creative musicians are. That's not going to be a barrier to them. The barrier is money, and if you can do something without spending a lot of money worrying about how good it sounds, you know, and, and who even determines what sounds good or what sounds bad. I mean, a lot of people like the way cassette sounds and like the way it, it changed the way their music sounded and took advantage of all the anomalies in it. And so it, you know, it was a way to not only just to bypass having to pay to go in the studio or to press your records, a way to make something aesthetically different than what you could do in the studio. Absolutely. It put the, you were able to have somebody like, like Lou Barlow, who had uh, who was had a band mm-hmm. that put albums out in the proper form with Dinosaur Junior, but he was able to cultivate right. his whole Sebado Centrido thing on cassette. You had Daniel Johnston is one of the all time great stories with cassettes. This is this is that's mm-hmm. where his genius was revealed, and nobody was going to be pressing those up on vinyl at that point or making CDs of them. Right. It just, but it puts right. stuff out there and it's Absolutely. affordable too. It's affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And portable, you know, I mean, it's a, Daniel Johnson could stick them in the McDonald's bags where he was working in McDonald's and hand them out to people that way. Sometimes I think people didn't even know they were getting a cassette until they reached in to get a hamburger. <laughs> that would have been, you couldn't do that with a record. <laughs> that would have been the most amazing thing to reach in when he worked at a at the, uh, the McDonald's <laughs> in Austin, he would drop cassettes right. of his music. Could you imagine reaching in to take out your quarter pounder and you're like what what is this like what is this like a happy meal thing you're like no this looks weird and it's a cassette i wonder how people's minds were blown by that who popped the cassette into the into their car stereo (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm sort of shocked that no one has saved one of those bags you think one person would yeah. would have hit hip themselves enough to it to be like I'm going to hold on to this because that'd probably be a valuable McDonald's bag if you still have. Oh that. my god! Yeah, that would be so fun, <laughs> so funny that that's how you got turned on to the music of Daniel Johnson. Shrimper was another uh-huh. cassette label that meant the world to me over time because they were oh, just yeah, great. They were putting out cassette comps. It made it so you mm-hmm. could just take a fly. You could have your band. It didn't have to be the most serious thing in the world, and you could just put it on a cassette. And get it out there, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't as uh, precious, in a way, right? And then there's just the sheer act of people recording at home. They had their own 
recording facility mm-hmm. now in their house for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, though, I, you know, I knew Sherper at the time when they were making tapes. I love their tapes. But it wasn't until I talked to Dennis from the label for this book that I found out most of their tapes have been dubbed over pre-recorded remainder tapes that he could buy it as from the boss at his job, a bunch of cutouts that, you know, he could buy for a dollar piece or whatever. And he would just tape, he would just dub his releases over those tapes. And sometimes you could actually still hear <laughs> some of the mm-hmm. music that was on them originally behind in the gaps and things like that. Yeah. It was pretty, uh, it was a pretty <laughs> amazing time and a great way to learn about music at, without breaking the bank mm-hmm. also, because the cassettes would be five bucks, four bucks, three bucks, you right. buy them postage right. paid. They just drop them in a little mailer and you get some cassettes sent to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, low, low overhead for everybody. Um, right. Mark. Yeah. And then, and you then tell somebody, no, tell sorry, us a ahead. crazy thing about cassettes that nobody would expect to know that's in this book. High bias. A crazy thing about cassettes. No one would expect to know. That's a good one. Um, well, there's the the cool, I mean, if you want to, I can think of sort of individual stories. I mean, there's that amazing story about my, my a guy I know, Jed Bindeman, who's in the uh, book, who he sort of collects tapes from the 80s and 90s, kind of seeks out things that only came out in editions of, you know, 10, 20, or even just one copy. And uh, his girlfriend was in a Goodwill, and uh, they, they were taking a bin of stuff out that hadn't sold on the shelves. And it's like, last chance, you can either grab stuff out of here or it's going in the landfill. She found a cassette, brought it home. It looked interesting. It was just a handwritten cassette. And uh, it turned out to be these songs by this woman, Carola Bear, who they, they didn't even know her name at the time, but Jed figured out a way to track her down and uh, really loved the music. And he repressed it as an album. It's, uh, re- it is really good. And it pr- she is pretty convinced it was the only copy. So it was wow. about five minutes away from not ex- not existing anymore. Mm-hmm. And now you can get it again. That's amazing. Or that, for the first time, really. And also, there <laughs> yeah, are, I mean, that, that, there's that a ton of stories like that. You have a ton of stories like that in the book mm-hmm. where, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. the other final thing I'll say, cassettes are also a global phenomenon and uh, mm-hmm. they've been, they've made it possible for artists in different countries who have even less resources to spread right. their music around. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the case of a lot of countries, cassettes are some things only came out on cassette because the, the state media or, or the record companies who were often controlled by the state wouldn't put out certain styles of music because they thought it wasn't appropriate. You know, it was too, too lo-fi, too vulgar even. And so some of these artists, really prolific artists only put stuff out on cassette. And if you can't find the cassette anymore, that stuff is gone. And cassettes like a, like a worldwide archive in a way. And they do, most of them, do hold up despite their reputation. Mm-hmm. I've got tapes from the eighties that still play fine. Yeah, no, it, it's, it is a little bit of a, a, a little, uh, what are you going to call it? Miss misrepresentation of cassettes that they can, they, they're more mm-hmm. durable than, than people give them credit for. My favorite thing. Final thing mm-hmm. is like the Bruce Springsteen, when he recorded Nebraska, that was a cassette, right? He recorded it. He walked around with that same cassette, literally, he didn't dub a copy of it. <laughs> he sent the copy that was the recorded version of the music, the only existing copy of it, mails it to his manager. Imagine if that cassette got lost in the mail. Then Nebraska never comes out. <laughs> yep. Ma- mails it to his manager. Yep. This is There's something going on here, Bruce. This is interesting. Then takes the cassette, puts it in his winter coat without a case, 
and there's lint getting <laughs> caught in the in the cassette. Plays it for the uh-huh. E Street Band. Hey, let's learn how to take this. Uh, let's play. Let's take the songs I recorded and turn them into full band arrangements. Couldn't capture the magic of what he recorded on that cassette, and I would say uh-huh. arguably top peak form Springsteen, Nebraska, just recorded on a, a lowly cassette. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I love how one of his engineers was like, the better it sounded, the worse. When they tried to make it better, it just sounded worse. It never sounded as good as that cassette when exactly. they tried to do it in studios. So then they just yeah. took, they need, they got the equipment, the necessary equipment to just get the music off of that cassette to where they could press it on vinyl. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing story yeah. you put together here. All the, all the stuff about the cassette. Oh, thanks. It's, it's seriously interesting. And I'm a fan, Mark, and it's called High Bias, The Distorted History of the Cassette Tape. It's a it's out now. It's a book out now. You should uh That's right. check mm-hmm. it out. Well, Mark. And I plug my band capsite for it. I wish you real could. quick. No, of course you can. <laughs> okay. So if you go to highbiasbook.bandcamp.com, you can get a signed copy from me. And also I put out a, a companion cassette of some of the music from the more recent tape labels that I talk about in the book. And you can get that there too. That's amazing, and everybody should check it out. Thank you for for coming on, Mark. Thanks so much for having me, Tom. Great to talk to you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Good guy, good guy. Good guy, good guy. Let's play some music, and then we will be back. We'll be back in a moment. Let's play something by, hmm, who should we play? Doot, doot, ba-doot, ba-doot, doot. Doot, doot, doot. Oh, I'm going to play something by. We'll play Refrigerator. All right. Refrigerator. That was Blue Prince. What album was that from again? Why do I not remember what album that was from? That was from. Anchors of Bleed, right? I believe so. Great band. Great cassette band. Speaking of great bands, we have in the studio, over in the Forever Dog Best Show Memorial Theater, a band from Australia. You get ready for this, Jack. This is heavy duty. I'm ready when you're ready. Ready, Tom. Let's throw it to the studio and here's some live music from Coffin. Ahoy. We on the air. We're here. Ow! Alright, alright. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're Coffin from Australia. We're gonna play a bit of rock and roll. Cheers, thanks for having us on the show. Let's get it going. Cut you off! Hung up on the band and the boat's never gone. You're the fuck who's gone around me. I don't fuck around the water. 
This one's called Plans For You. Shake your hands, then you can go. I am. 
think I'll be able to get through one song without making a drum kit fall apart, but it just does not seem to be the case. Give me a second. what we do. We break things. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I saw that. It wasn't us that time. <laughs> I told you, we, we break things. We've got a, we've got a, got a bit of little, good at a bit of little chaos, eh? Got a bit of chaos. City Sun! Looking to a laugh of a whole head to have a crush with the red rope. 
to the next. Here's one off our new album. Just like that one, I guess. <laughs> Playing a lot of new ones. Got a new record out on Gorner Records. And uh, this one's called Factory Man.
Slow things down a little for a second. Yeah. 
Cheese. Hope you're enjoying the show. Someone should, uh, someone should message in on the feed. Good place for us to get pizza in LA. Think we're gonna do. You know, it's last night before we go home. Might have a nice wholesome pizza movie night because we sure haven't done much of that. <laughs> For just about one more. Uh, how are we doing for time? Does that sound about right? All right, then we're going to get you. Get back to your boy Tom. Uh, again, thanks so much for having us. Everyone who's been with us on this tour and who's got in around the new album, really, yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Special, special stuff for us to be able to come from the other side of the world and play the crowds here and meet new people. It's a privilege of ours and we don't take it lightly. So thank you very much. And uh, thank you to the music community. It's, um, it's been a pleasure. Fast love, we're coughing. Thanks again. Put it up, pitch straight. You're not pushing out, but you do it good. 
goodness oh my goodness i cannot process how great that was coffin coffin that was as hard as it gets no that was amazing that was seriously amazing wow and i'm gonna say this is what we can do on the best show I don't see any of these other shows. Oh, you see any bands coming on any of these other podcasts? No, you don't. No, you don't. You see any other podcast, any other, when radio shows have their live bands, you see any of them do anything funny or fun? Nah, you don't. It's like they're talking at cardboard cutouts on those shows. It's the best show. We got it all figured out. If you don't like it, Jump in a lake. You jump in a lake. The show is uh best show has uh evolved and, and ascended. We are now in the heavens. 201-989-0012 is the number. We'll probably uh talk to a couple of the coffin dudes. Uh if we get a chance that they can cool out after that. And catch their breath, then come on in and say hi. Um, 
Any calls? Ooh, calls. Phones are wide open, everybody. Phones are wide open. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was seeing this thing that this guy, this guy who plays for the plays football, look, football, it's not so hot. This guy, Aaron Rodgers, funniest thing ever, played for the New York Jets and then got hurt on the first play. I'm not saying it's funny that he got hurt, but he's an old guy and he played and they thought he was going to be the savior of the whole thing. He got hurt in the first play of the first game. And then now he's like fighting with this other football player, uh, because that guy, uh, Travis Kelsey, everybody knows that name now is saying, uh, that it's, uh, the vaccines, uh, he's cause Travis Kelsey said, Hey, go get va- vaccinated. And then Aaron Rodgers is making fun of him for that. And challenged Travis Kelsey to a debate about vaccines. Boy, who doesn't want to see two football players debate uh, the the medical uh, efficacy of the vaccines? That's what I've been waiting for. And they said, I'll bring Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'll bring RFK Jr. And you can bring Dr. Fauci. Or the rest of us can keep playing football and doing what we do, injured guy. Like, no, he's a, he's a knucklehead. And uh, I would love to see the Jets win the Super Bowl with him on the sideline. It would be amazing. But dare to dream, folks. Dare to dream. 201-989-0012. We'll take calls. I think we're going to get a... a in studio visit it's very exciting oh look at this now this now this is what Hello? this is what rock looks like oh look at this Hello. wait you're not in coffin who is this guy no, i'm kidding how are you good, good. oh look at that you're double fisting it there with the coors <laughs> light hey I think I might have a beer <laughs> <Grab> too <laughs> the recovery this bloke yeah now we have Ben. G'day. Oh, it's weird not seeing in. you on the screen. I know. It's it's uh, it's like uh, altered realities here. Right? Yeah, we've crossed the line. Yes. Can you hear? Can you hear? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. And is Aaron? Yes. Right? Okay, great. I got everybody right. It was a coin flip on the guitars because I have the names and I see your faces. But it's not you're not like <laughs> Obliger, the, you're not like the me. monkeys where you got your names and the things underneath. Should have worries he got him a little sheriff badge. Says little sheriff Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> from Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> yep. So you've been uh, touring the states for how long now? Uh, Be about like exactly a month, like right now, I'd mm. say. Yeah, I we think okay. so. Yeah, started in LA about a month ago. Okay. Yeah. You did the horseshoe all the way around? Not really, unfortunately. Like, we weren't able to um, get up to the top of the West Coast and through the Midwest and all that, which we'd like to do because mm-hmm. we really do like those places. But, um, no, this time we we flew into L.A., just did three quick ones in uh, sort of Southern California and then flew over to New York, Okay, picked up a van there, and then we drove all the way down to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um and then flew from Austin yesterday back here. Yesterday? Mm-hmm. Maybe I think yesterday. Yes, yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Now we were talking about Goner Fest before you played Goner Fest because the records on Goner, one of the, look, the Goner, Goner Records, all time favorite labels. Goner, baby. Everybody loves Goner. The album is on Goner. It's a, everybody, you know what the right thing to do. You just buy the records. Don't question it. Just buy it. The record. The record. <laughs> That's the. Can you do a what's what's your American accent? Oh, well, what part are we talking? Yeah. Well, that see that's the thing. Usually, when I ask people from different countries to do the American, they either go, "How's like they were like, hey dude, what's going on?" <laughs> like they do like a California surfer dude, <laughs> or they go, uh, "Well, howdy, what's going on now with the like they do that." <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> so what, um, would, what would you do? What would be your go-to American accent? Not that I think I can do one, but maybe it'll be like a, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, it's hard to do a spot. What, what, we've, what we've what we've noticed is that um, you know, and like, I don't think anyone's picked it up yet as us like trying to make fun of them. But what happens is often people don't understand us here, um, especially if I, I don't know talking fast or something but you know for example you'd be like oh can i get a water please and they'll be like well you're like just a, just a cup of water please and they'll be like what and so you have to be like could i please get a cup of water <laughs> there it is oh yeah I've and, then, flatten it and out. then they're like oh water yeah, yeah. sure like why yeah. didn't you say so mm-hmm. or like names like we used to have Mine? yeah like i'm like oh, i'm aaron they're like, they're like what aaron like you know like aaron aaron like, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you gotta you gotta round everything down and make it f- this yeah like it's like a steamroller steaming mm. over it it's every once be- in a while we gotta kind of put them on yeah because yeah. The, that's like the uh get our get our words across yeah <laughs> nice one <laughs> uh, so goner fest was a blast yeah it rips it's an awesome festival it was you know real hot honored to play there it was the 20th one mm-hmm. real hot but it's perfect size you know it's one of those me personally i'm not the biggest fan of festivals because they're annoying and exhausting mm-hmm. unless you're playing them and you can get around quick. Um, yeah. But like Gorner is a kind of perfect festival size and setup in my opinion, because it's like you've got the one stage. So you do have, and there's like DJs in between. So it's not like just dead air between the bands, but it does give you a bit of a break to sort of like, you know, take a breath between bands. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's big in terms of like the stage and the crowd, but not too big to the point where you can't always find somewhere to sort of get a good position. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, f- I found this out really cool. And and the yeah, vibe is just, awesome. is really good. It's a Memphis is one of the great cities yeah. here. I love it so much. Yeah. And the guys at Goner are just, they've been doing it for so long from all the way back when they were in the oblivions. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah got, um, Got Oblivion's record from Gorner and got a 3-6 record. We both got oh, our yeah, Memphis, 3-6 Mafia. Our Memphis mm-hmm. novelty records. Yeah, they, they, uh, they're pushing 3-6 Mafia on everybody. Uh, every time that goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. You're going to leave with something. Yeah. So, Ben, the tradition of the singing drummer, where do you fit into the tradition? Who are your favorite singing drummers? Oh, Let's think. Who do we have? Um, Karen Carpenter, yeah, Peter Prescott from from Mission of Burma had a band called Volcano Sons, who were an amazing band, like a heavy. You'd like them; they're like a hard, super heavy uh, trio, right? See, yeah, 
Peter Crystal and Beth. Peter Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he, he doesn't get piano off. or some shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you're gonna. Have to, I'm gonna have to write these down for you. Honestly, I don't. The ones I know are ones that I kind of detest, like huh. Phil Collins or something like sure. that. You know. Yeah. But um, I mean, who's the dude from the band? Uh, Levon Helm. He's cool. Yeah. Um, what were we watching last night? The band. No, it wasn't. Why are we watching that? <laughs> no, who was it? Wasn't Skinner? Was it? Who sung that song? Was it? Like, oh, it was Eagles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't like the Eagles, but <laughs> no, you we, don't. We were, we were like surprised. Why was that on? It was Hotel California. Why was on. that on? I think it just was a YouTube like yeah, yeah. next thing, and we we're like, dude, the drumming's the drummer's singing still yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and he's always up high like this yeah. with his mic and his. Now yeah. that guy blows. Um. Oh, I mean, Anderson Park's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of contemporary stuff. But yeah, like with us, it sort of, it wasn't an intentional, you know, decision. Like it happened out of necessity when we were young. Like we started, you know, super young when we were like 11. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was three of us. One of the guitarists um, basically was just learning guitar. So there was no chance he was going to be able to, do both those things. I feel like Abijah, the other guitarist, um, was just not into the idea of singing. And okay. then it was sort of left with me as an option. I was like, oh, I'm happy to do it for now until we kind of find something. And then it was just like, we didn't. Um, so it just stayed and it's kind of become a bit of a you know feature for us. It's awesome. It's exciting because nobody can nobody sees it. It's like it's a it's mm. it's, it's it's not the go-to thing. Yeah. No, it's, it, I mean, I have thought a couple of times like, oh man, is it bad not having like a front person? But in a way, I think for us, it like when it, when it, when it's connecting with crowds and stuff, it works even better sometimes because it creates more of like a unit rather than like this, you know, focused image or something. It's like the mm-hmm. band and the audience are sort of just this like one unit, you know, yeah. Going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the what's the Jerry only connection to the band? What did he give you some advice on <laughs> what? How do you know yeah, about how this? do you know about that? Well we figure things out. <laughs> <laughs> so we I don't know how did we win a competition to play with yeah, the Misfits it was like when we a were younger? I wasn't okay. in the band at that point, but he, you were there. We, we were there. Like yeah, we won some competition when we were like maybe seventeen or eighteen to play with the Misfits when they came through Australia. Mm-hmm. And Jerry only was a bloody weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he was all right. He's all right. But he was funny. Like, you know, we were just getting a kick out of him, like doing his, you know, operatic vocal warm ups. And yeah, he came up to us at one point. He's like, oh, the name Coffin, you know, that's real cool. How do you, you know, you know, you guys got to get a copyright. That. You got to, you guys, have you, yeah, have you like copyright that? Have you trademarked it or something? We're like, you know, 18 or something. We're like, what the hell? Like, no. There he is. Oh, he was on the screen for him. There he is. There he is. And yeah, he was, you know, giving us this big lecture about you got to make sure you trademark the name and all this mm-hmm. shit. Um, but then uh, <laughs> one of the dudes who's like not in the band anymore, he was like, he was wasted. And we came down the elevator and I think it was like maybe even me and Ben in the elevator with Jerry only. He's like, hey, you got to, you know, don't let him drive. And like, we, we didn't have any intention of doing that anyway. But we come down and like, I think he overheard Jerry saying that and he was sitting there with a beer can. He goes, can I swear on this? 
Yeah, he goes, I don't know what the fuck you said, Jerry, but fuck you. And then right when he said it, he like fell back over a tree stump. <laughs> and, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of good stuff that night. Uh-huh. We also like, uh, one of our old bass players like <laughs> thought Robo was still drumming. And it was just another dude with his shaved head from. Um, uh-huh. Oh yeah, where was he from? Was he from? Um, he was from another band. I can't Murphy's remember. Murphy's Law or something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, he was from another band. And like, we got in an elevator, and he's like, you know, being all gentlemanly, and he goes up, he's like, Robo, I just want to shake your hand, mate, and say it's a pleasure to play with you. And the guy's like, Thanks, man, I'm not Robo. And he's like, and then we're just like the elevator doors shut, and it's just like stuck. And this is before the show. We're like, oh, this is going great. And then we also walked out during that sound check, and um, they're like, hey, Garfield, like, what do you want to hear? And they just put out one of the new albums, like, who the fuck's listened to like a Misfits album since like Danzig's been in it, you know what I mean? And so. We're like, shit, what's like, but we didn't want to say like what a dancing song to Joey only. That was my fault. So we're like, fuck, what's like, what's one of the new, one of the new songs they got? And they had this album It was come Devil's out. Rain. And I go, Devil's Rain. And then it, someone yelled out, Devil's Rain. And he just goes, we just played that. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> felt, felt real bad. No, the name, the name Coffin, the origin is very funny. <laughs> It's such a funny thing because it's stupid. Well, it's what does it what initially it was children of Finland, children just by itself. Yes. For 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 a couple hours. Okay, And that was because of your love of of uh, Scandinavian metal. Yeah, kind of. Basically, what happened was like one of the guys was put on the spot for a band name at this like rehearsal space that would have shows and at the Mm -hmm. time because we were, you know, 11 or something like that. Um, that was one of the only places we could go see live music, you know, cause it wasn't a licensed venue. So, uh, anyway, we, he kind of asked like, can we play or stuff? We were jamming. We didn't have a band or any songs, you know, officially. And the guy was like, oh, you can't, but you know, that's cool. You're in a band. What's your band name? He's put on the spot. And cause at the time, you know, that age, we were like listening to Finnish metal and metal <laughs> from Norway and, um, you know, he goes like children of Finland and then later on told us that he told him that and we were like, man, that's such a shitty name, dude. What the hell? Like, <laughs> and then we were, I don't know. It's so dumb. Like we should have just said, okay, that's not the band name. We can mm-hmm. make it a different one. But like, oh, okay, well, maybe we can like tell him it was part of an acronym that yeah. we, and you know, he didn't hear the rest. So we're like cough, coffin, uh, what's F-I-N, the first thing someone said, there was a buy, it was like fighting in Norway. See, mate, we're like children of Finland fighting in Norway. Yeah, it sounds like a <laughs> sounds like something, but has absolutely no meaning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now look at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Children of Finland fighting in Norway from Sydney, yeah. Australia. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never been to either of those places. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a Ben. You had a, a thing with uh, Midnight Oil when you were a kid. Yeah, I think it was one of the first bands I saw because, like, okay. we grew up um, in this area called the Northern Beaches in Sydney, which is, like, across the harbour from, you know, like, the main part of the city where the Harbour Bridge is and the Opera House is in Sydney. And it's this peninsula with, like, beaches. and um, But that's where Midnight Oil's from, right? They're all from there. Correct. Or, yeah. Uh, but they used to – At least some of them. At least some of them. Anyway – when I was a kid, they used to do like a lot of 
like sort of benefit shows for environmental things. Um, and one of them was at the local beach near where I lived. And yeah, I think the way my mum says it is that she lost me and like found me at the side of the stage as like a little kid, just like standing there, like clapping <laughs> to midnight oil. Yeah. Still love them. Yeah. Yeah. The other song I love is, uh, is it read about it. Such a it's great, great song. song. Yeah. Oh my song. god! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the rich get richer, yeah. and the poor get the picture. Yeah. Remember. Well, look, you guys, that was truly mind blowing. You <laughs> gave, you just, it, uh, you put the whole that whole room to the test, <laughs> and we know now if it could survive coffin, yeah, we can survive anybody. Yeah, you, you shook the foundation and it's still standing. That's so what we're we going to take. Today. Maybe now it'll just be like if somebody just goes like ding and then the whole thing yeah. will fall apart. <laughs> Wasn't you, us. You weakened it. Yeah. Now that was so great. And you guys are so great. And I can't thank you enough for coming by and doing this. What a thrill. Oh, it's very kind it's of you. It's amazing. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Great end to the to the tour. Yeah. Strange starting off to a mm-hmm. semi empty yeah. room, but you know, got yeah. into it. It's fun. Yeah. And yeah, really appreciate yeah. you having us here and giving us the time. And again, thank you to everyone who's come out to the shows, to Gorner Records for getting this record out over here and having us at the festival. And yeah, hope to be back again soon. Oh yeah, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna flip when like, the chat was. People's heads were exploding in it. They were just like, "Oh my god!" I was just thinking the whole the- time. I was like, "How many people are talking shit on that chat right no, now?" They loved it. Everybody <laughs> loved it. People are saying. People got it. Anyone? So. Anyone give a good pizza suggestion? Yeah, yeah. Let's get some pizza suggestions. Uh, where, where, where can Coffin get some good pizza on a Tuesday night? Where are we staying? Encino. Yeah, I guess we'll order it. But in. We can we can figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it yeah. out. Don't don't stress yourselves. Again, this thank you very stress, much. Of course, thank <laughs> you so much. Seriously, what a, what a treat. Awesome. Yeah, thank without you. a doubt. And come back. Let's know. Let me know when you're coming back. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Love it. Final final thing. Now you're back. You blow it on the final the final move. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, thanks, yeah, without a doubt. Thanks. Unbelievable. How cool is that? Those guys rule. Um, what do we do now? I could do whatever you'd like, Tom. I can do whatever I like. Look at that. Andrew. Yeah, Tom. Let me just say, your engineering on that, mind-blowing what why, you did. Why, thank you. And oh, yeah. Wes, the visuals, unbelievable. What a great, what a great, this is the greatest group they handle this stuff, and Brett Davis is working the other camera. He's a roving camera guy. And what a production! What a what a masterwork! Why, thanks, Tom. We all appreciate it. Yeah, and how heavy were they? Wasn't that unbelievable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do. This is what Andrew can do. Mailey Todd, Mary Lattimore, Coffin. I can do everything. Helps that they're all really good. 
It helps when people are good. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's kind of the secret. <laughs> it is the secret. Well, then we will keep. We will continue the streak of only getting good bands in front of you. Why? Thanks. That's all. That's all I ask. That's all you ask for. Now let's get some calls. Two zero one nine eight nine zero zero one two. In the meantime, Horseman, how reconvene? That band shook this building to its core. Yeah. Heavy duty. Heavy duty. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Mike, what'd you think of that? Pat? Mike? It was rocking. I was rocking. You see, uh, they're, we're, they were pounding the Coors Light also. <laughs> My leftovers. Those are not your leftovers. Are those really your leftovers? <laughs> I don't know. Has anybody bought new ones? I mean, they bought new ones, Mike. Okay. Oh, did I? Okay. You think beer's just going to sit around this place? I don't know. I don't know. You see the low caliber of <laughs> people at Forever Dog, Mike? You think beer's just going to sit there undr- undrunk? I'm going to also say this. I don't know if it's changed for the last, I'm going to say two months. There has been a half-eaten McFlurry in the freezer at Forever Dog. Oh, my God. And Jason, time to finish it. Is this Dudio Foodio? Have at it. <laughs> I'll go get it. I'll be in there in a second. Seriously, I wonder if it's still in there. I'll go look. Hold on. Don't shove it in my face. I'll throw up. Thinking about someone, one of these podcast people eating a McFlurry and being like, I'm full. I'll have this the rest later. Two months later, where'd my McFlurry go? I wasn't ready for it yet. Is that like a shake or what is a McFlurry? I don't even know what that is. Oh, Mike. <laughs> Pat, are you there? I'm here. Let's teach Mike about what a McFlurry is. Imagine a McDonald's shake with just some oreo cookies mixed in it like some smashed oreo cookies Uh all right i can confirm that that mcflurry is still in the fridge tom still there (laughs) yeah i think we should do a thing maybe we do some sort of decathlon (laughs) and whoever loses has to eat the mcflurry and i'm telling you it'll be feats of strength endurance intelligence it'll be a true olympic event like the olympics used to be like a billy madison like a billy madison or or the olympics like the well the olympics are just a billy madison tom that's true i see what you mean now jason you were saying you had something you wanted to tell me about well i yeah i i learned a fact today and i texted you about it and you were like oh i know this everybody knows this Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna throw it out there and see if Mike kn- knew this. Let's see if this. Mike and Pat know this. Do you remember the the uh, EMF song, Unbelievable, Mike? Unbelievable. You had the 12-inch? I had the 12-inch, yeah. Do you know the oh in the song? Yeah. yeah. Do you know who did that? Or who it was sampled it from? Andrew Dice Clay? It was Dice. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. But it I- makes sense. <laughs> oh! It's like right after the hickory dickory dock joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
sounds. I don't think he got paid for it. I wonder if he got paid for it. I wonder if he got paid. I hope so. Who knows, right? Who knows? He was great in Entourage in my rewatch. Oh, he was excellent. Entourage. What are you getting a commission here with this? I'm, I'm not going to say. I'm not yeah. going to say no. But there's a little. I yeah. got a little deal with Max on say? this tonight on Max. Um, yeah. On Max, it's on Max, everybody, and you know, just get Max, and you can watch Entourage whenever you want to. Yeah, I'm sure it aged really well. First of all, oh my Entourage. God. I'm sure it just all tracks in 2023 just perfectly. Oh huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every last reference or uh-huh racist joke sure. it all it all hits like yeah you could just put it on the screen for the first time in 2023 i'm telling you, you know what we should do the new entourage <laughs> who's who in this let's see i mean am i vince yeah i think you're vince i'm vince yeah is mike uh it's Mike. Mike's, no, Mike's Johnny Drama. I think he's Johnny Drama. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. As much now, as it I just want... comes down to Turtle or E. I'm gonna say uh, this is the rough one. Nobody yeah, wants to. Be nobody wants. Of them. Nobody wants to be either one. You both lose. Couldn't we all? What if it's just a Vinny and three Johnny Dramas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you got to. Somebody's got to be a Turtle, and somebody's got to be an E. Is somebody in that? Somebody in the chat says Tom Taraj. I like that. Tom Taraj. Pat, any thoughts on this? I've actually never seen the show. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I I knew you had never. I knew you were not an entourage guy. Well, there's a new you- uh, Patreon <laughs> podcast, guys. We do Tom Taraj and do a rewatch. Oh, no, I can't do that. Do you want to watch it again? <laughs> The only thing Mike, I know can you about believe this show. guy, Mike? Can you believe this guy? <laughs> no, I this guy's going to watch Entourage at the third. And this is the thing: he watched it when it was on. Oh yeah, and now he just did a rewatch. That ain't the only time this guy's watched Entourage. Oh no, this is this is at least my third rewatch. His third rewatch, possibly fourth. All found on Max. Everybody, it's just so go to Max. Bad. It's so bad. This is every episode of Entourage. What are we going to do? We're in trouble. Hey, we're saved. <laughs> it all worked out. Next episode. What are we going to do? We're in trouble. Hey, it all worked out. Kanye West has a private jet we can use. <laughs> Every like I've never seen anything be more wish fulfillment yeah. for idiots. Yeah. Sorry, Chase. I don't mean you. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No. I, mean, I wasn't calling you an idiot. No, I appreciate it. I, really yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Tom Taraj. I thought well, I saw Pat in a commercial. Mike, was the horse what there? Was the commercial. It's what's what's the drug uh, for people with uh, psoriasis? I guess. How do I know it's what you're talking Ozempic, about? It's, no, it's, Ozempic is for uh, lowering yeah, your A one C. That's for shitting the bed too, right? Well, I think. Mike, oh. Mike, yeah, I do think there is an issue with there that. Is. Biggest thrill of your life, Mike. Yeah. You finally, <laughs> Mike sees a path that I let other guests, I let other guests curse because they don't know the show. We hit the delay. <laughs> and then Mike is just like, well, there's my path. <laughs> yeah, I just Ur- got permission. Urquil or something like that. Orquil. No, that's Urquil? the character from uh, Family Matters. <laughs> yeah, Urquil. yeah, that's uh-huh. Urquil. 
Anyway, maybe I'll just grab the commercial. Be the best. I would just want to say that. NyQuil. <laughs> Dayquil. No, no, NyQuil. No. ZQuil. Urquil. <laughs> they should make a, 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 like a decongestant, cough suppressant, and it's just like, and Urkel has it, he tries it, and he just goes, did I do that? And that's on the you bottle mean, get as well. get rid of your cold. Right? <laughs> you get, what? No, it should be somebody's like, hey, I took this Urkel and my cold's gone. Yeah. And then he shows up, did I do that? The bottle has little suspenders on it's it. Little suspenders, little glasses. Yeah. Urkel. Let me describe the commercial. Maybe okay, you've seen go. it. Of course. It's, it's a young fella. Okay. A uh, strapping young fellow just looks like Pat with a mustache. And he's out on a, uh, I guess it's a Tinder date or something. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's going to meet somebody at the movies. And uh, they go in, they, they meet, they go in, they watch the movie. I guess they get scared. There's popcorn in the air. And uh, then they come out and uh, they bid each other a fine good goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then an old lady across the way gives uh, Pat's character a, a the eye. Pat's character, the eye, or like a. Fu- <laughs> I like how you've rounded all the way up to the character from the commercial that vaguely reminded you of Pat is Pat. Pat's now. character. <laughs> I think Mike's um, lost uh, career in in uh, marketing or advertising. He could I have know. been a madman. Yeah, with, with the with somebody that brought this read. to your attention, Pat. Mike Men. No, no, it wasn't me. I, 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 I was in a Paxlovid ad, but I wasn't. I wasn't in that one. Oh, 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 Paxlovid! You just got the stick. <laughs> the first stick has okay, been awarded. Okay, I earned it. I earned the it. The first I, stick has been awarded. I proudly accept my stick, Tom. And I will say, it's only got to be three weeks in a row, but it does have to be three. Yeah. One good week. Right. No stick. Oh, somebody in the chat saying, Tom, can you break down who hates who for us? Of course I can. Mike hates Jason. <laughs> Mike, no, hates, Mike hates Tom. I'm a lover, not a hater. Jason hates Mike. Jason hates Pat. No. Jason hates Tom. No. Oh, that's new, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jason yeah, hates. Yeah, I don't Jason think that was in Jason, the original. Jason hates all of us. <laughs> wow, <You> kidding? <laughs> Jason hates all of us. Let's see who's left. Uh, Pat hates no one. Oh my God! Is. Here's the commercial. <laughs> I got it. Well, <laughs> look. what is this, Andrew? Do you know what this is? <laughs> Oh, oh Tesla. 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 Yeah, yes. yeah. Um who else? I hate no one. <laughs> but it really okay. comes down to who Mike and, and Jason hate. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate everyone. I hate Jason you all. Jason hates all of us. Yeah. Mike hates everybody but Pat. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know about that commercial. Pat, did you see it by any chance? No, no, I don't they even. Just I don't played, even know. They just it's, played it's it. On, it's on the screen now. That doesn't there look like are. Pat. Oh, well, With a I beard, mean, yeah. Looks like Aaron well, Rodgers. That's the Pat character. 
<laughs> Here she comes, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. She's like, you did good. <laughs> yeah. You don't have flaky, flaky okay. skin. <laughs> I think it's more like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I agree with you, Pat. What, are you fighting <laughs> something, Pat? Rodgers. Uh, Aaron it, Rodgers. It was, it was a... It was a long couple of days. I'm a little horse, yeah. That's okay. Well, like like in Mike's dream. You feed that horse some potato salad, Pat. You're a little horse. Full circle. Uh-huh. Full circle. Mike had a big horse in his dream, and now he's going to have a little horse in his dream. What if Pat was the voice of that horse, Mike? Hey, this was Mike. not a talking horse. It was very, like I said, it was, it was Real mad. world. Real world. It was mad at me. Was it yeah. tan or black or what, what was the? It was brown. It was brown. Know. So okay. it was a chestnut yeah. mare is what you're saying. Chestnut mare. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, AP Mike, and I had a dream about a horse the other day, and I saw this horse. I tried to ride the horse. And I tried to catch that horse. I gave it some potato salad. And that horse got away from me. It got another thing. I'm going to catch that horse if I can. Again, we've talked about this on the best show in the past. There's a song by the birds called Chestnut Mare that is one of the most fascinatingly weird songs ever recorded. It's Roger McGuinn talk singing about this horse that he's trying to catch. What a weird song. I love it. Horseman, anything else? Did you see? I, I'm catching up with um, the how to with John Wilson. Yes, I'm a little behind on how to with John Wilson. I love it though. Uh, so you haven't seen the last episode? No, of the no, I'm season? behind. I'm behind on. Th- I've not watched the third season yet. This is the final uh, season, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, let me just give you. Yeah, I, I guess we'll save it. Um, you could tiptoe maybe, you around know. it. You could tiptoe around it. <laughs> It's uh, in the the last episode, and I guess I can tell why they kept it for last, because it's so bizarre. Mm -hmm. He ends up going to a cryogenics uh, convention. Mm -hmm. And it's so these are the people who want to be frozen when they die. Uh, I didn't know that you had an option. You can either just have your head frozen which I believe, uh, did it Ted Williams do that? Wasn't he into that? I think, I think, his, I think his son yeah. wanted to do that for him. Uh-huh. And also, somebody was telling me Walt Disney. Is Walt Disney frozen someplace? That's the myth that, that he was frozen <laughs> yeah. as well. So I, imagine a bunch of these people gather together. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they, they have hopes for the future that they're going to be uh, resurrected. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one guy who... Uh, john wilson zeroes in on who sort of brought him to this convention he's one of his jobs i guess is uh feeding the machines with (laughs) nitrous (laughs) to keep them cold Mm -hmm. um but it later turns out that this uh this guy had uh self-castrated um Mm. that uh he couldn't handle his sex urges as a young man and uh his solution to that problem was to uh, self-castrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that turned out not to have solved his problem. Yeah. And then he started cut, cut, cutting away some other stuff. Oof. <laughs> and uh, Sounds like a great show, Mike. Yeah. That, no, this... that didn't. Uh, no. Yeah. But, but here, here's the point. Yeah. So this guy. Yeah. Who. <laughs> 
who this has been his life. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, this this was in the late 60s when he did this to himself. Mm-hmm. This guy wants to come back for more. That's he the is part, not having- <laughs> Mike, that's the part I was waiting to say. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. I couldn't picture wanting to come back. <laughs> My worst nightmare is that reincarnation is a thing. Could you imagine? I'm back again. Well, here we go. I'm a baby. And you get like that minute where you realize it's you. Like, because what if it's when you, when it's you, what if it fades when you come back as a baby? Then you're like, you're trying to say like, hey, it's me in here. My name was Tom before. And then that fades like you lose track of that once you learn words or something. You know what I mean? Like, what if that is like a temporary state where you remember your past life? Well, there's been story. Have you heard? There's a was a, there was a kid who started drawing uh, pictures of his plane from World War II, mm-hmm. and he was mentioning all of these people that he was in the Air Force with all these names and everything mm-hmm. and the, his parents looked up all the information and these people were real and wow. he took the, the they took the kid to like a reunion of these old air force dudes mm-hmm. and the kid recognized the correct people so that could happen tom you could come back in a baby and be like you best show is like, i'm a podcaster <laughs> I'm a podcaster. Google Gaga. Yeah, you're just drawing a microphone oh. or AP mic. <laughs> you know, watch me uh, aim my stroller right uh, right off the right off the dock into the ocean. <laughs> if that's the case. Now, one time around's enough for old Tommy. One time around. But then again, I've lived such a good life where I've been so nice to so many people. I got to level up on the next one. I got to level up on the next one. Right? What if you just come back into the same life, though? Oh, Jason, I have bad news. That story was debunked. That was a, that. Which one? The one you just told. Uh, that wasn't. Who said that? P. Green Pilgrim? No, you're wrong. Um, yeah, if I come back, that's bad news, Jack. Unless I got an easy path on this one. You know what I want to come back as? Mm-hmm. Like one of these like bums who skates. Mm-hmm. Like uh, not a not a literal skater. I'm not saying like, you know, Nancy Kerrigan. That's not a bum. Who's You're going to come back like as Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> I got to say, uh, I want to come back as like Chet Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Chet Hayes. Just a chance to do it all over. Ringo Starr. Like these like these people who got just like the top one hundred bums. Sea worming. I think you might have just you might have just put some on the board, buddy. How is a bum different than a wad though? What's the difference in that? What if it should just be top one hundred lucky lucky people? Lucky MFers. Yeah, lucky MF. Yeah, lucky SOBs. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about it. Who would be a there lucky is, SOB? Yeah. yeah, this guy. Wait, who's that? This fellow wants to live forever. <laughs> oh, great. That's the guy. There he is. 
I could yeah. not imagine. Is he eating potato salad, Mike? <laughs> I can say this. If my family, if they chop my head off and throw it in some cryogenic thing, I'm biting people when I come out. <laughs> You're getting bit. You're getting bit. You hook my head up to the wires and try to attach it to a different body. Here we go. Firing Tom back up. Vroom, vroom. You're getting chomped. Yeah. I'm going to chomp yeah, you. The people. Yeah, major. Joe Biden's dogs won't bite as much as I'll bite. <laughs> and that guy who just flashed, yeah, he just wanted his head to survive. Of course, you know, he doesn't have, uh, you know, doesn't want to have to deal with that other stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. But the people who just saved their head, do they just imagine, yeah, they're going to be in a container and their their head is going to be animated or are they, they hoping for? Hoping for a brain transplant. No, I think they Futurama. think that technology will have advanced to a point where there's like an android body that they can be plopped on top. Oh, of. I got, yeah, I didn't think of that. Good, so good, good I, point. Th- I think that's probably what they're looking for. <laughs> an android. Boy, what a great moment that is. Get your same dumb head attached to an android body. <laughs> that's not going to that's not going to be too weird. Like suddenly it's just like. Oh, hey, Tom, what's up? This is the only way I'll do it. If all four horsemen do it, we get a tub filled with ice, all four of our heads in it. We all come back. Four horsemen are back 300 years from now. You just seal that tub up, right? Seal that tub up. You seal it up. Then they get us four robot bodies. Also, who's uh-huh. paying for that? Like they're going to just be like forever, in the future, forever dog. Yeah. Oh yeah, forever dog. Sure. I'm gonna real. It's gonna be the kind of thing where like, hey, we got these heads that want to be attached to robot bodies. Cool. Who's paying for it? No one. Yeah. Throw them out. <laughs> right. They'll just throw our heads out. Nobody. Oh wait, it cost uh, seventy-one uh-huh. million dollars to get one of these robot uh, attachment. But did these? Did any of these four pay that? No, no, they didn't. Great. Let them defrost and then uh, feed them to the uh, feed them to the bears. We would defrost, get plopped on android bodies in twenty-three, twenty-three, <laughs> and there would still be like Rogan would still be there, and all the other podcasts would still exist. Can you imagine if they were all there? All the all of them got robot heads. Tom Segura, <laughs> Bert Kreischer, all the greats. His android body doesn't have a shirt. Yeah, it's a shirtless robot. Great. Um. All right, what do I got to do here for the rest of the show? Um. I would take calls. I'll take calls if we got some Tom, calls. I got some info. Got what? some intel. Oh, oh, some intel from Andrew. Uh, from my girlfriend, Brittany. Uh, it's my McFlurry, actually. That's your McFlurry? It's my McFlurry. Disgusting. I didn't know this. I didn't know it until just now, but it's mine. Andrew? Yeah. Let me just say this. It's got to be a stick. No, the job this guy just did on Coffin? Yeah, but he's, he ain't getting no stick tonight. All right. He ain't getting no stick. No. Three carrots. Andrew gets a carrot tonight for that engineering job. Jason got one stick. Nobody else got other things. This is nuts. No, that's uh, Andrew. Just throw the McFlurry out. I'll take care of it. Would you? I've been looking at that thing. I opened the freezer. I'm just like, does it have a top on it? No, no, of course it doesn't. Uh, See, the thing, Mike, a McFlurry has a cut. 
a lid, the top of the lid is cut open so you can have your spoon in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's that, no actual like sealed lid. It won't be like our heads. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So they just did a mock up of Mike's head on a robot body. If I see that coming, yes. I'm telling you right now, if I see that coming at me, I don't know what I'm going to do. Best show 24 I might run. I'm going to run like I never ran before. <laughs> I think I will run a Usain Bolt will uh, look like Yurtle the Turtle when I'm uh, when I'm done. I see that thing coming at me. You ever put a, a snowball in the freezer? Yeah. Yeah. It always comes out really well. Because uh, <laughs> it's a chunk of ice. Trivel, trivel. <laughs> it just... Hey, where'd that snowball go? Oh, it's a chunk of ice now. Oh, cool. It's a chunk of ice that and now you can't fit the you can't fit the ice trays in properly because you had to put your snowballs in the freezer. Now the ice trays don't fit. Don't fall for that, parents. No snowballs in the freezers. It don't work. Horseman, stand down and stand by. Hello, best show. Hi, uh, this is Anthony from Los Angeles. Who is this now? What's this now? I'm sorry? Oh, your phone cut out for a second. Who? What was your name? This is Anthony from Los Angeles. Anthony from Los Angeles. What part of Los Angeles are you in, Anthony? Uh, Los Feliz. Ooh, fancy, 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 fancy. Where do you like to go eat, my friend, Anthony? Where do you like to go? House of Pies. I like to do a lot of. Oh boy, no! That's, Fred sixty two. Fred sixty two. Wait, what's bad news? House of Pies. House of Pies is, is typically bad news. You're either you're you're never there for the right reasons, and well, you're, uh, you're, you always you're, leave. You make no sense. You make literally no sense. You're there to get pie. It, it feels like a, it feels like a late night spot. That I mean, yeah, the pie is is good, but to go there, I feel like it's always. Maybe I'm giving too much of my history away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, it's not Spago. <laughs> I just mean it's uh, one too many nightcaps, you know, especially living in Rustic Inn or living in Los Feliz. You go to the Rustic Inn, you go to you're the drawing room, talk you're walking me. back home. You're like, this seems like. You're going to talk to me about the freaking Rustic Inn and, and put down House of Pies? How dare you? I apologize. House of Pies is a wholesome family establishment. Their pineapple pie, (laughs) the best. But not according to Anthony. I guess, what do you you like? What do you like eating? The urinal cake at at Rustic Inn? Now, where do you like to go in Los Feliz to eat? Most, well, um, since Thai Town is so close, I do a lot of. Oh boy, oh boy! You don't like mustard seed? No, it's a little a little overpriced, and there's uh, there's always flies. Whether you're sitting inside or outside, flies always seem to be buzzing there's around. There's not your head, always flies. I've been there twice, and I've always been buzzed by. Well, by I've many, been many there flies. seventy times, and I've, I've never been really bothered by anything. Only time I was bugged was some dude was at a table saying, "Like, there's so many flies here." 
And his name, that person's <laughs> name, Anthony from Los Feliz. No, I'm kidding. You didn't. That was not you. Yeah, somebody just pointed out. Flies got to eat. What are you too big? You too big to feed uh, feed a fly? You never read That's my children. I mean, book. it's more food. Than- you read my children's book, My Pet Fly, the one I did with Nathan Nathan Gelgood. They'll teach you about flies. Um. So where do you like to go? You like to go to Thai Town. I do. Um, palm Thai. What do you like? Palm Thai. You like Palm Thai. I do, mm. and I like, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of really great takeout spots around there. Yeah. Um, but I was actually calling in uh, because I had a coincidence uh, happen, something that happened to you that you shared on last week's best show. Yeah, what's happened that? to me tonight? Tell me. So, without without giving away, last week you mentioned you and John Worcester in a meeting, and Kevin Costner came up. Yes. Um, without giving away too much, I was in a similar situation just a few hours ago, and somebody, the topic of Waterworld came up, and we kind of made light of it, and somebody in the room said, well, you know, Kevin Costner and I go back a long way, and did the, and it took everything in me wow. to not just explode with laughter, like I had to. That's the weirdest thing. Bite my lip, it was. It was brutal. That's a weird one. And then uh, as I was uh, on, on hold and watching the live stream, again, don't want to give too much away, but that, that took place at um, a home of an animator who is, may or may not be frozen. Mm, look at that. The mystery, the mystery deepens. I just, I, I had to, I, I knew the, the moment I got, got home, I had to, had to call in and share that. Cause it was just, it was just a wild coincidence. And then that second part came up organically and just felt, felt kismet to share. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Anthony. It's weird, weird times. You think it's like freaking ghostbusters up in here. The signs are showing, right? Coincidences. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. House of Pies forever. Hello, Bashow. Hi, Tom. It's Ed in Alameda. Ed from Alameda. How are you, Ed? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. What's going on? I'm feeding my cats right now. Trying to feed my cat. What's your cat's name? What's your cat's name? Well, I got three right here. Well, I got two right here. There's Trixie. She's the middle cat. Okay. And Karina, the kitten. Trixie and Karina. There's another one. Uh huh. What's the other cat's name? You said you had three? Beefy. What's the name? Beefy? Um, feces. Feces? That's a terrible name for a cat. No. No. What's the name? Spell it for me. I'm I'm misunderstood. Like what? Pizza. 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 
like the feces. Feces. Pizza. 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 Pizzies. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. You got it. Yeah. What else you got for me, buddy? Now that we've gone over your cat's names. <laughs> well, um, I was wondering if you guys were hiring. Oh, CC's. Gotcha. Okay. You're wondering if we're hiring? We're at Forever Dog? Well, whatever you got going on there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're hiring. I will say this. I have a friend who is looking for a job in Los Angeles. Are you Are you seriously looking for a job, Ed? I am, but okay. I'm not in Los Angeles. I'm in the Bay Area. Gotcha, gotcha. I could be the Bay Area correspondent. That's true. You could. I don't know if we have correspondents, though. I don't know if we need them. What would you do? Mm, you know. Go interview the sea lions? I can do lots of stuff. Yeah. I got to just say this. Ed. I have a little boat. We ain't hiring. Sorry, buddy. Oh, we ain't hiring. That's all right. And we tried. You gave your, thanks for trying, buddy. It's the only way to find out. You got to try. Thanks for the call. I will say this. I do have a friend, no joke, looking for a job in Los Angeles, really just looking for work. So if great person, great, great person, amazingly responsible, smart person looking for work. And if you have uh, any leads or you're hiring, no joke. Please put me in, in. Please reach out to me. I would put you in touch with this friend. You, it will be worth your while if you need some work, somebody to do some, 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 uh, some stuff you need done. Not joking. Final call. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. My name's Chess. How you doing today? Good, good. Your name is Chess, like the like the like the board game. Yeah, the board game. The, the friends call me the Chess Devil, but it's it's, it's here or there. I just wanted to call and and thank you for the pandemic. We had some interactions. You're thanking uh, me for the pandemic. The I wasn't responsible for it. Well, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I just wanted to thank you for. What do you manufacture masks for a living? You manufacture masks for a living, so you're calling up. You make N95s and 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 hand sanitizer. So you're calling me to thank me. Now, why? What are you? What no, are you, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Chess, <laughs> devil. Uh, I'm sorry. We had some interactions during the George Lucas talk show runs, and those interactions we had in the chat room. I just wanted to thank you for them. It really gave me the drive that I needed to get through that. That's, oh. that's all I wanted to say. Well, I'm glad I could help. That was fun. When the George Lucas talk show did their regular streams, it was so much fun. Loved it. And don't miss anything they do. Anything those fellas do is worth checking out. Okay. I'm going to say 
night. We'll play some music as we head on out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Always for coming on the show. Uh, that was amazing to have Molly and carry on and then to have Coffin live in studio. So cool. Thanks to Goner for setting that up. Um, thanks to Mark Masters for calling up. He's got his book, his book, High Bias. Here's the Coffin album. Go get it over at Goner. And thanks for listening. We will be back next week. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.